Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. How do you fancy making yourself a tidy 3,000 quid for very little effort? I think it sounds too good to be true, but is it? No, I'm not making it up. I am not making it up. A woman in Sweden has won exactly that amount in compensation after a job interview went wrong because she refused to shake hands. She claimed it was against her religion. Hard to believe? Not in this day and age. We'll explain exactly what happened coming up. 0344 499 1000. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll find out just why MPs want to give e-cigarettes away on NHS prescriptions to smokers just a few days after scientists told us that they could very well be actually toxic. Dawn Neeson is here. She's going to tell me about some feral chickens on the loose in Norfolk uh, and a missing tortoise in Manchester as well. 0344 499 1000. Lord Dunnett's going to be on as well uh, talking about World War I commemorations coming up a little bit later this year. And because it's Friday, we'll have another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards in homage to my brilliance in broadcasting this week. You're listening to me, Mike Graham, and Dawn Neeson on Talk Radio. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Well, we've made it through to another Friday, Dawn. Yay, Very good morning, good morning Mike, to you. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday, and I'm off after this uh, for a week. It's so, happy, people. Be so scared. I'm even more demop happy mm. than I normally would be. Now, I've been accused of being a bit grumpy this week, so I'm going to try and spend today being as pleasant as I could possibly uh, be. Ah, right. What do you think of the chances <laughs> of that? my breath on that one. What do you think that's going to do for my, <laughs> uh, my heart uh, rhythms? I don't know. But let's talk, first of all, about this amazing story that's come in from Sweden uh, today about a woman who happens to be a Muslim. I don't think it necessarily matters that she's a Muslim. However, the fact that she is a Muslim is the reason she says why she couldn't shake hands with a guy who was interviewing her for a job as a translator. Uh, apparently, he insisted that she'd shake hands with him. I don't know why you would do that, to be honest, because I know, for example, already that shaking hands with people has become a bit of a thing of the past, isn't it? You fist bump now, evidently. Well, some it's, people do. Yeah, I mean, evidently. I don't do any of no. that, really. It's not my thing. No. Um, I sometimes high-five people right. uh, if there's something to high-five about. Yep. But, I mean, people kind of uh, squirm away from me sometimes when you, when you it's kind of an old-fashioned handshake scenario. If you go to, to shake somebody's hand, it just doesn't it doesn't happen very often in, anymore. In Mike, they're not squirming away from the handshake, they're squirming away from you. Is that what you so, think? Yeah. When was the last mm. time you shook hands with anyone? Um, yesterday. Really? I have to admit, I did shake hands, with a, shake hands with a business contact yesterday. business contact? Yes. Okay. Yes. And was that a, a, somebody you didn't know very well or somebody that you knew quite well? I've, I've met them once before, but okay. yeah, I sort of shook their hands again. And it was in a business context? It was in a business context, okay. yeah. And have you ever tried to shake hands with somebody and they haven't sort of re- rescinded? No, I've rescinded. Never, never experienced that. Right. No, that is just you, personally. No, it's just, no, well, I'm, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm about to say to you uh, is that I would say that it's a thing that people of a certain age do. I think anybody under the age of about 30 probably doesn't shake hands very often. Not in a business situation? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it's something that people do. It's not a little greeting that people make. I mean, when my father was around, he used to shake hands with everyone. Yeah. You know, if he saw somebody 
um, you know, literally selling him a, a, you know, a railway ticket, yes. he'd be shaking hands with him. If yeah. he met somebody down at the golf club, he'd shake hands with him. He'd shake hands with me. He'd shake hands with everyone. You know, but I just think now it's kind of it's slightly a thing of the past. He shook hands with his own son. Uh, he used to shake hands with me, yeah. Really? He used to kiss me sometimes on the cheek. I was say. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But I mean, I just think this is a ridiculous situation. This woman has ended up getting £3,000 in compensation. <sighs> Effectively, what happened was she was thrown out of the job interview because she refused to shake hands with the guy in Sweden who was clearly um, not up for the fact that she was saying because she was a Muslim woman, she didn't wish to have physical contact with either men or women uh, that uh, she didn't know, basically, or that they were strangers. And so, but what I don't understand is why she's got compensation. Let's talk to Philip Landau, uh, who's an employment lawyer uh, from Landau Law Solicitors. Philip, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning to you, Mike. Now, this is, this is a slightly unusual situation. I appreciate that it's not going to come up very often. But, I mean, it seems like to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in summing this up, the guy who was doing the interview is clearly a bit of an idiot. Um, rather than, sort of, instead of just understanding that she didn't want to shake hands, he makes a big thing of it, starts shouting, going red in the face. She mm. decides uh, that she doesn't really want to be there anymore. They terminate the interview. She doesn't get the job. But mm. what I don't get is why she's entitled to compensation. Well, she'd be entitled to compensation because, A, uh, discrimination law, certainly in the UK, and, it, and my understanding is it's reflected throughout Europe as well because it all emanates from the same European legislation, mm. is that if you are discriminated against, and you can be discriminated against at interview stage, discrimination law is one of the, one of the few areas where uh, the, the legislation bites from day one. It bites from when you actually apply for the actual role, right. let alone before going to interview stage. So in this case, she didn't obviously get the job because she refused to shake hands. She will have the claim, a, a notional claim would have been A, injury to feelings, and she'll, get, she'll have got an amount for that, and B, loss of earnings, mm. which is had she got the job, then she wouldn't have had any loss of earnings. She didn't get the job, and therefore, until she finds another job, there will be an, a, a calculation to take place as to what her loss of earnings were right. because she would otherwise have been employed had they not refused to, to obviously give her the job. But is, so, this, is this not the law of the madhouse, though? Because technically speaking, anyone could now apply for a job with the same organisation. Obviously, I suppose they'd be a bit wiser after the event, but say with another similar organisation and then profess not to want to shake hands, then be thrown out of the interview and then claim for a three and a half grand. Well, absolutely right. But don't forget... Mike, uh, refusing to shake hands on religious di discrimination is only one small aspect of how you can be discriminated against uh, at interview stage. You can be discriminated against by virtue of your age, uh -huh. your mm -hmm. race, yep. your disability, um, your, your sex, you know, your, you know, your, religion, your, your belief as opposed to your, your religion. There's a whole raft of protected characteristics that you have mm. where you can be discriminated against. But that's and the problem for me. Discrimination is only one of them. But that's the problem for me because surely in order to choose a candidate and make somebody a successful candidate for a job for which there is competition, you've basically discriminated against everybody else on the grounds that you don't want them to get the job. Well, this is, this is the problem that we're now faced. You know, everyone is aware of their rights these yeah. days. Uh, employers are very nervous. Uh, there's a whole raft of questions that they shouldn't be asking that they probably do want to ask. Yeah. For example, are you married? Yeah. That, that, that's a typical one. Have you been in hospital over the, over the past few months to see if they've got any, any illness or sickness records? Yeah. And, and this, this, is, this happens. But the law is there, Mike, to protect individuals ultimately uh, and, and to, to, to make sure there's a fair and level playing field. But if you have uh, a particular 
um, protected characteristic, and in this case it was religious discrimination, but as I said, it could be, it could be, um, it could be a disability or it could be a health reason, that shouldn't preclude you from getting the job un un unless there are extreme circumstances where, where you simply can't do that role. I mean, clearly, if you've got a disability, you're not going to be um, suitable for, for uh, you know, working on a building site, mm. necessarily. So. No, sure. Although you better be careful about what you say there, Philip, because somebody will say, well, actually, no, you can do plenty of jobs on a building site, even though you it may have a disability. What, it depends on what the job is. It depends I'm, on I'm your honestly... disability as well, you see. We get into yeah. all kinds of difficult areas <laughs> here, don't in we? That, in, that, in that particular... <laughs> yeah, obviously, absolutely right. But in that particular circumstance, I'm thinking about a disability that protect that prevents you from working on a building site yeah. and in that particular example employers have a health and safety obligation yes. towards their employees as well and that's very important when you're when you're doing manual labor sure now in the defense of the guy who as i said earlier sounds like a bit of an idiot anyway uh, who got all worked up because she wouldn't shake his hand would it not have been easier for example for him because you say there should be a level playing field which of course there should but it should be a level playing field for the employer as well should he not have been made aware, for example, before the event, that she would be unwilling to shake his hand should he ask her to? Um, no. Why not? I think this, I, I feel very sorry for this young lady because she's only 24 years old. She was applying... Well, she's three and a half grand better off having gone for an interview for about five minutes. She's applying for a job as a translator. Now... Her, to be fair to her, she doesn't discriminate against whose hands she shakes. It's not a man thing. She doesn't have physical physical contact with men or women. But she does do a very familiar Muslim gesture where she touches her heart as a greeting. So there is there was nothing stopping her doing this job. It was his complete overreaction. Yeah. Because yeah, don't forget, her job wasn't even sort of you know customer facing. No, absolutely. Her, her so job, it... her job was 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 as, as a sort of interpreter, you know, via video or phone. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so there was nothing preventing her doing this job. Well, I would imagine just there, would have been some, there would have been some face to face time, wouldn't there? You'd imagine if you were an interpreter. But that's yeah, not really the issue. Video link, via video link. In this case, there, there wasn't there wasn't going to be any sort of you know physical face to face. It was my understanding is it was via video link or and or phone. Yeah. Pretty much so, yeah. And I and they they completely overreacted. The chap doing the interview and she was basically frog marched out of the building. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm. Mm. And, you know, he wouldn't have known that she wouldn't have shaken hands because, you know, not all Muslims refuse well, to shake hands. As I've, yeah, got a friend, I've got a friend who's actually on. a kickboxer and a fitness instructor, yeah. and she fights in a hijab. Yeah, um, yeah, and the prob yeah but the problem Does she is... shake hands with them first? <laughs> no, she just punches them like... Oh, OK, that's but all right the problem then. is that if you, if you get into the situation where you're forewarning employers of certain sort of characteristics of individuals before they turn up at interview stage... All that does, that gives the employers the opportunity to discriminate before they've right, even Right, yeah, up. of course, yeah. Yeah, but and the trouble the is, and, and, and I know this is no defence to any discrimination or indeed any uh, breach of the law, but, I mean, if, if the, and again, I have no sympathy for the bloke. I think he, as I've said many times already, uh, he was clearly in the wrong. But, I mean, you know, he, he wasn't to know that she wouldn't shake hands on the basis that she was a Muslim. I mean, I, I would never have known that. Hmm. Well, you know, so so it's unfortunate for I feel sorry for the firm who've had to pay out three and a half thousand quid just because of a rather unfortunate and stupid well, encounter. I, I think well, my, I think yeah. she was right to sue for discrimination, and I'm glad she got yeah. three thousand pounds. But, but my yeah. point, my point, just my point she's a there. Woman. <laughs> my point there is, Mike, you're absolutely right. He wouldn't have known, but with suitable training of interview staff. He would have known. Yeah, but my understanding as well, Philip, and, and this is from a very small and, and, and what might be described as a straw poll, it's her choice as a, as a Muslim woman or as, a, as an individual. It is not all Muslim women who refuse to no, shake hands. No, absolutely no. It is not, not. All, all Muslims who refuse to shake hands. So even if he got diversity training, all they're going to say to him is that, you know, some Muslim women may not wish to shake hands with you, which doesn't really solve the problem, does it? 
Well, it solves the problem if, if... Well, that's only half the equation. The other half of the equation is, and if they don't shake hands with you, you're, you're not to discriminate against them because there's no reason why they can't do the job. No. That's why is it a problem? No, that bit I get. But what I'm trying is when you try to avoid the situation, it's a bit like when we used to talk about press intrusion. You know, mm. uh, the, 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 the press intrusion happens the moment a, a photographer sticks his camera in your face. It doesn't, it doesn't stop when you don't actually publish the picture, if you're still having the camera shoved in your face, that's still press intrusion. The rules didn't stop that happening. So what I'm saying is is that uh, it's all very well to say, well, it's not going to be a discriminatory problem. However, it doesn't prevent the awkward situation arising, does it? It doesn't. No, of course it doesn't. It never does. There's so in the end, in the end, the fault in some ways could be laid, if you wanted to be very logical about it, at the feet of the person who doesn't want to shake hands, which is a normal sort of cultural Western scenario. Well, even though it's one that's dying out, as you pointed even out. Even though it's one that's yeah. dying out, yeah. But, I mean, I don't think we should be attacked for wishing to shake hands with people. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. Well, the thing is, look, everybody turns up at interview stage with their own, you know, as I said, characteristics. And the, uh, the, law, is, the law protects those individuals. It, it, it's, it's very simple. That's no, I get that. I get that, Philip. And I'm, clearly, I'm obviously not arguing with you. It's just, I, it's, mm. it's a minefield, isn't it? I mean, even you must it see is. that. I mean, you're probably yeah. doing very well out of it, I should imagine. I do, I do see that. I do see that. And, and part of the difficulty is to prove. I mean, this case is very easy to prove because she was frog marched out. Mm. Mm. But, you know, I see situations where, you know, people say to me, you know, I, was in, you know, I got to his interview. I, I was absolutely qualified for the job. Should have got it. And I don't believe I did because of my race. Yeah. You know, because I'm black, because I'm Muslim or whatever else. And, and I would say, well, OK, where's your evidence? You know, you know, one can build a case, but where's your evidence? Yeah. Where do, yeah. and, and it's very difficult to prove, you know, uh, to say you didn't give me that job mm. because mm. I was black, mm. for example. Right. And, it is incredibly difficult. Similarly, how do you prove that, uh, you know, I wasn't given a job by the BBC because I was 58 and I was white and, uh, you know, I was thought to be a bit sort of past my best? Yes. Yeah. I oh, think feel, you've got a very good case to, there, Mike. Feel free to defend me, Philip. <laughs> Mike, Mike just feel send free. me an email, I'll look into it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant more sort of on the on the basis of saying something nice to me rather than just agreeing, you know. <laughs> Go on, try. <laughs> what, what, what you would do there, actually, is you would look and say, hang on a second, how many 58-plus-year-olds are at the BBC? Yeah, right. Uh, because the owner, once you raise a, a set of circumstances like that, which is, you didn't give me that job because 58... Um, and that is a sort of a, a prima facie factual situation. Mm. In the UK, discrimination under discrimination law, the onus of, of, of proof then shifts to your, the employer right. to say to, to, to put the defence in to say, oh no, no, it wasn't because of that, because of X, Y, and Z. And they have to prove that they didn't discriminate yeah. against you because of your age. So you could look at how many. So maybe here's a plan, right? What about if I apply for a job with them? Okay, I go for an interview. Uh, I make it very clear that I've got some very old-fashioned views. Make sure that they discriminate against me. We could make some money here, Philip. <laughs> Seriously. I'll, I'll, speak to, I'll speak to you later. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, I mean, that is kind of where we are, isn't it? I mean, you know very well, I'm sure, that there are some bogus cases. I'm not saying this is one of them yeah. uh, with the woman with the, uh, with the handshake yeah. scenario. But, I mean, if you, were, if you were a professional kind of, you know, whinger, yeah. you could but, actually do rather well here. Yeah, yeah, you could. But let me tell you, no, no employer sort of worth their salt are, are ever going to say, yeah, no, you're right, we discriminate against you. They're going to say, absolutely not. You weren't suitable for the job. Yeah, but, but I mean, let's face it, the BBC have overspent their legal budget for about the next 10 years over Cliff Richard, <laughs> so they're not going to fight well, us. And they're more well, than happy want... to employ older men. It's just women they have a problem with. <laughs> 
Well, we all have a problem with women. Oh. Well, that's another story. <laughs> Philip, listen, thank you very much indeed for your help. Appreciate your time. Philip Landau, uh, employment lawyer for Thanks, Landau Philip. Law Solicitors. Because there are lots of weird situations now in the workplace. I mean, you must have had... All sorts of things happening over the course of your career as a newspaper woman. Um, you know, in the days when you began work at The Sun, the old current bun, I mean, it was a very um, sexist place, I would have thought, uh, would probably be the, the outer edge of how I would describe there it. Was, there was, a yeah, a, a certain element that yeah. might have had old-fashioned attitudes. Indeed, certainly, um, certainly might have had is a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> Whereas, of course, now... Uh, the, the newsroom floor is a very different place, quite rightly. It's a much more equal place, I would like, I'd like to believe, anyway. Um, but, you know, there's all kinds of weird things. You see, I mean, there was a guy that I used to know who would go up to every woman who was ever in the room and give him a hug. As that, a that's, that's wrong. That Which is not wrong. only it's kind of creepy yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. But they, they, because they all kind of he wasn't a, he didn't appear to be anything other than a fairly harmless character. He was just a bit sort of gauche. Yeah. Um. Nobody kind of went. You know, please don't do that. They just kind of let him do it. Yeah. You know, because it wasn't a sexual thing. But it you're was not just quite sure how odd. to react in those situations. No. What do you do? Do you do the, the snowflake thing and run screaming yeah. for HR and then right. sue, or do you just laugh it off? Well, I exactly. Mean... And it's difficult to know. And also, I had a guy that used to be my boss who did that thing where. You shake hands and then he kind of moves in with his right shoulder and you kind of butt and you kind of touch shoulders like some kind of weird, yeah, you know, you know Masonic type thing. Yeah. And I found that quite weird. Yeah. But again, because he was my boss, I didn't want to say, would you mind not doing yeah. that? It makes me feel a bit uneasy. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? Absolutely. I, I remember once I did actually slap my boss on the bottom as did he you? walked past. Oh, dear. Without even thinking about it, we had that sort of relationship. Did you? And when it was in the middle of the news floor, and right. everyone was looking like, oh, my God, he's going to sack you, you're going to go mad. But he just laughed. Right. So. Okay. But, yeah, I, I would suggest shaking hands rather try than that smacking here. someone on the bottom. I wouldn't try that here. Well, it depends. Are you going to smack on well, the bottom? Especially really? not Con, the producer. He's very, uh, very snowflakey. Sort of guy. He's almost certain to report you to HR. He's got a cute bum, though. Uh, you think? You see, you can't even say that. <laughs> absolutely outrageous. We want to hear from you on this, please. 03444. Nine nine one thousand. Uh, it's nothing to do with the fact that this woman is a Muslim. It, to me, it's to do with the fact that you can now go and get money for absolutely no problem, no, no, no real uh, insult at all. I mean, the fact that you know, this guy started turning red and shouting. She went at out her. in tears. Oh come She's on. She's twenty four. Oh come on. So uh, well, let's give her three and a half grand. I feel for her. I well, think of course she had a you do case. because you're all part of the sisterhood together. Yay, sisters. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Let's talk to Roy, who's up in uh, the Wirral. Hello, Roy. Hi, Roy. Hi, Mike. How you uh, doing, by man? The, by the way, before I go anywhere, any, any further, I haven't heard rock around the clock for ages. Really sounding good. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> right. Well, I mean, imagine having to own up to actually knowing it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Alan. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. History, I was isn't it, bopping around yeah, in your seat a bit. Absolutely, there. absolutely. Okay, anyway. Now, when was the last I'll time you shook hands I'll... with somebody, Roy? Oh, um, my personal space is very personal. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I, I, get on, I get uncomfortable when um, people, you know, invade my space. Okay. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah, you might not understand that. But, uh, no, no, I'm interested. I mean, so you don't like somebody who you don't know well, shaking hands with yes. you? Yes. I'm not a churchgoer, but a couple of members of my family are. Hmm. And they if the woman's attractive going through the door, all the old guys are queuing up to wrap their arms around them and everything. Really? Like, oh, see, I find, see, I find that... Well, they started doing that Gosh. thing. I mean, I used to go to church years and years ago. Um, I was actually an altar boy at one point in my career, believe uh, it or not. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, good Catholic boy and all mm. that. And I was... Uh, they started that thing with the sign of, the sign of peace, you know? Uh, which started off as a handshake, uh-huh. and you're supposed to do it with the congregation of everyone sitting next to you, yeah. people behind you, people in front of you. Some people, as you'll as you'll say, Roy, would turn it into a hug, wouldn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. But if anybody comes in looking like Bella Emberg, they go they get the all clear. They just go straight <laughs> past. I wave you through. Yeah, yeah. I'll wait for the next one. They they wait at the door. Right. Bizarre. But so, what do you do then if somebody? I don't know what situation you might be in. If somebody, well, if a female practitioner, I was going to a christening or a wedding or someone like that, and yeah. a female chair's got to come heading towards me yeah. with the lips twitching, my right. arm would go straight out like a rudder. All oh, right, so just shake my hand, please. Don't yeah, get any you closer. stay. You stay at a meter. Yes. Or, yeah, I, I get that. I'm not very kissy kissy. I must admit, I'd rather shake someone's hand yeah. than do the sort of like lovey kissy on the cheek thing. Well, I don't mind kissy kissy with whoever I want to kissy kissy with. <laughs> You know what I mean? But well, you, have to, you have to ask him first now, though, Roy, you know? It's called consent. Oh, yeah, but, uh, it's all very confusing. And you need written consent these days is as well. The, is that just the Mersey Ferry behind you, by the way? <laughs> When's the last time you went to church? I'm not talking about the high churches. They don't seem to do it. It's the, it's the, the smaller evangelical yeah. types. Yeah, I haven't been yeah. to uh, to a church service for a long time. I, I go to midnight no, mass I at Christmas. I, I don't either. No, I think I was. I think I was know, inside. You, I've been inside a church relatively recently. I think we just to look around. Yeah, well, church is a nice look around. I love churches. That's yeah, a very middle aged thing to do. But oh, they I are. do. I Sorry. think they're fantastic yeah. places. Yeah, we've got some great cathedrals up here. As yeah. You know, yeah. Well, there's a famous song, isn't there? We've got, if you want a cathedral, we've yes, got two to spare in my Liverpool home. <laughs> it's no, a great one, that. I love that song. we got one to spare. Don't get that one. <laughs> oh, is it only one? I thought it was got two to spare. No, no, it's one. Ah, oh, there you go. It's a long we time. We want to keep one, A long we? time since I used to go to Anfield with my sister. Sorry, I've forgotten <laughs> it. Have you, have you been to the um, Liverpool Cathedral? I don't think I've been inside it, no. I have been in uh, both, I'd yeah. Beautiful. Take a, take a trip to the crypt. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll do well that. Recommended. Well yeah. recommended. There won't yeah. be any, won't be any uh, women of a certain age hanging about waiting to hug me, will there? <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly not in the clip. <laughs> All right, Roy, thanks very much for doing Let's talk to Patrick, who's in Belfast. Hi, Patrick. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. morning. Hi, uh... How are you doing? It's about this um, handshake business. Yes. I had an unfortunate experience when I left the army and applied for a manager's job as a in a garage stroke supermarket. Okay. Uh-huh. Now I was always brought up probably like yourself, Mike, to always have a you know, a firm handshake. Yes. Yeah. Um so I went in for the interview, there was two females and a male. Mm. So as soon as I went into the room they were sitting behind a, a desk and I immediately put my hand out and, and, and went to shake the hands. Right. The experience happened is when I went to shake the third person's hand who was the the owner and he didn't have a hand, he had a hook. Oh God. Oh Right. So, Blimey. you know, I had my hand At what out, point so... did you notice that he had a hook? 
when I, I put my hand out to shake it, and he put his hook out to shake my hand. <laughs> what did you do? Did you shake it? Was he a pirate? Well, the hook, the hook came off in my hand. No way. You're joking. You are joking. No. no. Oh, that's hilarious. How did it come off? Was it not screwed um, in? Well, well I, I don't know. I thought you, know, you screwed gonna... those things in, because, you know, <laughs> when the movies, they had, who was that guy that had all the different attachments for his hook? What, was it in a Bond film Bond or something? Bond film or something, yeah. yeah. No, there was definitely a movie where a guy had, I, I can't remember what it's it was. A Bond he, film, was I'm it a sure. Bond film? Was it a Bond film? He had different, atta- had different attachments for his, uh, for his yeah, hook. Yeah, it was, yeah. So it came off in my hand, and basically all, all I did was I just sat it on the table. So I sat down and done the interview, but I couldn't take my hand off this hook that was right. sitting on the table. But what, did he not like try and reattach it? I think he was more embarrassed for me than I was for him. What, like just let's all pretend that that didn't happen? Yes, and I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get out of the interview quick enough because all I was thinking was this hook is sitting on the hand. I couldn't even concentrate on the question. That's hilarious. That's did, unbelievable. Did you actually get the job? No. Ah, no. 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 <laughs> no. Who did they? They hired a bloke. Make... They hired a bloke with a parrot and a wooden leg, presumably. <laughs> well, looking back on it now, Mike, maybe, maybe I could, I could file for compensation for, um, you know, the embarrassment on the the hurt caused by me. Yeah. For the fact that um, I was just completely mortified that yeah. I'd taken this guy's hook off. Well, exactly. I mean, surely you've got to be worth, yeah. worth at least three and a half grand for the <laughs> shock alone. It, it got to be, mate. Got to be. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Great I love story, that story, though, Patrick. Thank really you very much indeed. Uh, we've got loads more calls to take. Of course, the number is 0344 499 1000. I wasn't expecting that no, story. No, of all the stories you expect about handshakes, that, that's got to trump the ball, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I mean, no, it, I is, really... um, it is kind of unusual, though, isn't it, if you shake somebody's hand? I remember being in India once um, and I went to shake a guy's hand and it turned out he had suffered from leprosy so he didn't right. have very many fingers oh. which felt a bit weird and yeah. I didn't see, you don't always look first do you? No you don't no you just so automatically hold you your, hand out, hold your and... hand out and it turned out that he didn't have leprosy anymore because they can cure it yeah, now yeah of course um, but he only had about two fingers ah which so he was... just shook it in any case and just moved well, on yeah. didn't make a big deal well, of yeah, it because what are you going to do well, exactly. you can't kind of go oh yeah. what's going on well, there that's, back to that original case that's the problem with that bloke he shouldn't have reacted like that he should not have yeah. but I still don't think she should get three and a half thousand oh. quid what do you think Holly the uh, Wallaby is still on the loose. In fact, I've got oh, nice. a great tweet uh, from Rob who says, is Holly the Wallaby on the run with Philip Schofield? <laughs> Which is tremendous. Uh, perhaps they're doing an advert for Sainsbury's. Uh, Holly and Philip, that is. Uh, he says, it hurts me to type their names, to be honest. I can't stand them. I much prefer uh, Mr. I-R-O-M-G. Uh, and he says his sidekicks, which is a bit unfair. Oh, thank you. Because Dawn Neesham is by thank no you. means ever going to be described as a sidekick. Neither is Katie Perry and neither is Daisy McAndrew or anybody else that's been in here as a sidekick. To be honest. 30 years in journalism and I'm a sidekick. Yeah, well, you know, finally you've got Gone off you to already. where you want to be. Oh, <laughs> somebody's ringing me now. I don't know why oh. somebody's ringing me from Manchester, but I'm not answering. I'm on the radio. Probably let's the talk Wallaby. To, let's talk oh, to Pam, who's in Wisbeach in Cambridgeshire. Hello, Pam. Hi, Pam. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. What would you like to say? Um, I was listening to your talk on vaping. On vaping, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I uh, just wanted to say... That without vaping, I would probably be dead now. Would you? Why? Why? Um, I've, I've, I'm an army daughter, and you get duty free fags. So I've smoked since I was 15. I'm 63 now. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and and along with other things, basically, my lungs are shot. And every year, I used to end up with double pneumonia. Right. Um, and it, I found it very hard to stop smoking. I did stop, you know, a couple of times for a couple of years. Mm. And then something would happen 
and I'd drive to the nearest garage and buy cigarettes again. Mm. Right. So um, you were ad- you had a proper addiction. Yeah. Then. Yeah. You know, it's it's just I've read that it's more addictive than heroin. Well, that's what a doctor was saying just now, and he's right. It's incredibly hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's but how terrible. is vaping? How is vaping saving your life, though, Pam? Because I'm not sucking into my lungs anything other than water vapor. Okay. Um, I'm not sucking in the smoke, the carbon, is it monoxide? Carbon monoxide, yeah. The nasty stuff that goes into me. But you're still sucking something in there, though, aren't you? Yeah, but it's vapour. If I go and have a bath and I sit in the bath and I'm breathing the steam from the water, that's no different to Oh, I think it is. I think it's quite a lot different because you don't actually know what's in the stuff that you're smoking, It's not just a water vapour. You don't really know what the actual... glycol. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a vegetable sort of parched substance of some mm. kind, isn't it? It's vegetable glycol. Yeah, well, how do you know what's in that? Well, all I, know, all I can say is, in the five years that I have been vaping, I have not had a winter where I've had pneumonia. Okay, well, well that's, that's good. That's good. Well, just don't do it anywhere near dawn, otherwise she'll punch <laughs> you, obviously. to dawn, I am on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. And if you thumped me, as you said that you would, mm. the likelihood is that you trigger an autistic meltdown. I would give you such a pasting that you wouldn't be able to get up. Oh, are, you the, are you the Ben Stokes you, of Whitbeach, <laughs> uh, Pam? When you thumped people, just be careful. And frankly, <laughs> I object to people stinking perfumes, deodorants, the smell of their washing stuff, that, I find that offensive. Uh-huh. So well, everybody finds something offensive, don't Next to me, I'd probably think that you stank. That's a bit harsh. I, you know, I might not have washed for a week. I might not be wearing perfume. But if somebody sprayed perfume on you, Pam, you'd probably want to punch them, wouldn't you? Well, I probably would punch yeah. them. But I'm not so, well, spraying anything on anybody. Well, you are if you're if vaping. Next to somebody and I've been eating garlic yeah. and they don't like the smell of the garlic on mm. my breath. Well, it's tough. Frankly. Yeah, but you're not blowing a load of garlic smoke over them, are you? <laughs> That's I'm the not problem. Smoke it's... over anybody. Well, you, if you're vaping, if you're vaping indoors in a restaurant, that's going to be affecting other people. What I'm blowing out of my vape stick yeah. is water vapor. If you stand next to me at the bus stop on a winter's day, you you could know you. It would be like you objecting. To, to the vapor coming out of my mouth. Well, it'd be like having, it'd be like sitting next to a kettle and having all that steam coming all over you. Steam's actually good for somebody's lungs. It, does, it doesn't hurt. You yeah, it is, but I prefer it. to choose to have the steam coming at me than yeah, rather have somebody blowing it over me. Steam and the vapor coming out of my mouth yeah. on a cold day are two entirely different things. Uh huh. And and you shouldn't be standing that close to me and invading my space. Hmm. I don't think I want to stand very close to you, to be honest, Pam. You (laughs) You might hit him, which would be understandable. A very dangerous woman. Well, no, I've got Asperger's. Have you? Uh, I'm on the autism spectrum, and I've got a hair trigger. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for warning everybody, Pam. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. Each Friday we cast our ears back over the week. I'm not sure that's even a possible thing, yeah. but the so-called Independent Republic of Mike Graham. So cool. It's it's been it's been quite a week of news with wreath laying, vaping, cycling, and escaped animals. Mm. But who has been the lucky enough to grab themselves a Perrier? Let's find out who are our lucky winners this week. Our first winner this week as every week, actually, yeah. is Mike. Fantastic. Uh, he wins a Perrier for remembering to look at his Word of the Day calendar. This is where all of our roads come from, yeah, exactly. like all the motorways. Well, but, I think but... it would be behoove uh, everybody. What? <laughs> well, it would behoove what? people. Behoove is a word. <laughs> I know you don't use it at Daily Star very no. often, but behoove is a word. Who uses that word? I do. No, right, OK, fair enough. 
I, yeah, it right. would behoove you to use it. There you go. Right, what does it even mean? It means it would be good for you. Right, okay. It would be well, something that would be recommended. Good, huh? for you. good for you. What's wrong with good for you? Uh. Well, behoove is a single word. We can argue about this all day. Oh, we're I'm not going to. The show's I, over in half an hour. I am, I am the winner of the next award. Go right, on. gee, thanks, folks. Um, I humbly give myself the perrier for best broadcast friendly swearing. <laughs> and it's just a bit like, oh, go on. Take it yeah. to the skip, you lazy sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember you saying that. No, I don't do I, which is even more well, worrying. That is sausage. worrying. That's quite good, though. Sausage, that's Thank cute. goodness, that's all anyway, right, yeah. Hayley Quinn, the dating expert, is our next winner. She gets the gong for malfunctioning expert of the week. Uh, but what is the uh, sort of science behind it, if you don't mind us asking? Um, I think what they're, what they're mentioning, I believe it was... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, apologies. That's all right. <laughs> that sounded interesting. We never did find out what, that was, what happened did, I wish she's a dating expert. I didn't want to ask too much. Yeah. <laughs> Back on the sausage, possibly. Yeah, maybe, yeah, or uh, the chickens or something. Invaded. Uh, well, maybe she'd spotted the Holly the Wallaby. <laughs> well, it would have that effect, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, whilst we're speaking experts, the next award for Expert of the Week. Yes. That apparently goes to, oh, you've guessed it, Mike. There to gobble up material uh, that you inhale into, into your airways. So you're still putting a load of chemicals and stuff into your lungs, which never really was going to be a good idea, was it? No. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to answer <laughs> for you, though. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, occasionally I've been doing this for such a long time. I am an expert. I am an expert on smoking, by the way. And also, how about, how prescient is that, if you don't mind me using that word? Oh, gosh. I've got, no, I've you know. got, I have now no idea what you're actually talking okay. about. Not for the first time. It would behoove right. you to get a dictionary. <laughs> um, oh, right, Sorry. in any case, let's go to a caller. Nick in Wolverhampton wins a perrier for best robot caller of the week. Let's talk to Nick, though, who's in Wolverhampton, wants to talk about Jeremy Corbyn. Hello, Nick. Ooh. How are you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> He's in Wolverhampton too. That's where the wallaby is. Indeed. Maybe he was the wallaby. Maybe the wallaby was ah. jumping on the uh, the thing making that noise. <laughs> right. Mike Anecdote Graham wins the Perrier for best novelist for this beguiling <laughs> tile. Ta- I had even. some yogurt once and it was mouldy on the top. I just took the mould off and ate it. You didn't like that story, did you? No. What was that about, even? Uh, it was about uh, mouldy food. Right. And what's wrong with eating it? Okay. Well, actually, yeah. Well, mouldy cheese. You can eat mouldy cheese. Yeah. Uh, well, you cut the mould off, surely. No. You don't actually eat the mould. You can do You yeah. eat the mould? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's like stilt and that's mould, isn't it? No. Isn't it? It's blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese is not mouldy It's mould. It is no. mould. No, that's what they sell you, right? Right. When you go to Stratford, they go, hey, do you want some stilt, love? Yeah. We have bush meat. It's actually cheddar that's got mould on we it. We have bush meat in Stratford. <laughs> uh, right, okay. The Independent Republic yes. <clears throat> is your number one stop for top scoops across the whole of journalism industry. And mm. our guest, Caroline Frost, entertainment reporter, has won the award for Exclusive of the Week. But of course, she's got a great ally in her corner of Brian May. And one thing we do know is that he is not a man. What? <laughs> He's a badger. He's yeah. actually a badger, really. Blimey. <laughs> wow. He's got great hair, though. Well, that's why he looks like a badger. And yeah. he loves badgers. Anyway. He does. Right, I think Mike may need to get his ears flushed while he's off next week. He wins a perrier of best mishearing of the week for this moment during a conversation between him and Katie about Boris Johnson. So, Alexander is his real name. And he, to his family, they call him Al. They don't call him Boris. They call him what? Al. Al. Because he's short for Alexander. Oh, Al. Boris. Sorry, I yeah, thought you Al. said Owl, as in no. what? Because he's so white. <laughs> true. <laughs> I thought she said Owl. It sounds like Owl, doesn't it? No, it sounds like Owl. owl. Call me Owl. A-L. It's a song by Paul uh, Simon. Yeah, it is. Uh, right, OK. Uh, you all know this show prides itself on common sense and intelligence. Really, which bit of that? I'm missing <laughs> that one. I... <laughs> 
Hello. Right, Sorry. going off you rapidly. In any case, I win this award for the most intelligent question. Good. When we were speaking... Oh, I remember this. We were speaking to Jamie East at the end of the show. I'm hunting for a shark. <laughs> a shark? Yeah, shark. yeah. Did, did, did you hear, were you here on the left? I got sent a shark. No, I saw it on Friday night. I, I, I came across this, this, right. this thing, right? And I thought, what is that? Where was it? Uh, it was in the talk radio area. Yeah, in the uh, box. But it was immediately... No, it was kind of coming out of it. It looked like it was jumping out yeah. of the box uh, <laughs> next to the coat ha- What coat time hanger. was that? This was around about uh, 10 o'clock at night. Right. Okay, and then it ended up in here. Did it? In the studio till one in the morning. That I can't speak And about. now it's gone missing. Well, I do this know. Is a real shark. I did a show. No. <laughs> It could have been. This it place is been. so mad. Listen, it could have you been would not shark. have been surprised to no, come in here and no. see and a formaldehyde been, it, shark. It could have been in a tank. Yeah. Instead, it was a onesie, which is slightly disappointing. Slightly worrying, actually. Oh, no, yeah. Jamie I'm also worried that Jamie was so worried about not having it. What's he <laughs> want to do with it? I dread to think. Jamie in a onesie. And conical that bras like with Madonna shark. yesterday. I know. Mm, any case. Blimey. Whilst we're talking sense, mm. when did that happen, Jack? Yeah, exactly. a minute ago. Mike wins the perrier for not making any. It's the award for gibberish of the week. And Euripides, Innsbruck, Quail, Yak, Wigbert and Mao. <laughs> Did you just say gibberish? <laughs> gibberish. Gibberish you gibberish. wanted to say, didn't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, eh? what was that about even? Well, that was baby names. Gibberish. It was posh baby names. Oh, that's right, yeah. Wigbert. Yeah. What a stupid name. If I ever meet anybody called Wigbert, I think I'll punch them. Have you got a middle name? Whether they're name? vaping or not. Have you got a middle name? My middle name is Michael. Michael, oh, that's very sensible. Yeah. Mine's Maureen. Yeah. Maureen? Maureen. Wow. Deb working class, eh? Yeah, uh-huh. Very Maureen, yes. Vaping. Yes. Let's go back to vaping. Mm. Vaping has been big in the news across the week. Henry Pryor, independent property expert, seems to be getting in on the action. He wins a perrier for blowing smoke up the proverbial. I mean, it's almost impossible now to get a mortgage, isn't it? Well, you bring up a fantastically important topic. Thank you. Is- <laughs> Another triumph. <laughs> Amazing, this, isn't it? Oh, this is brilliant. Very good. And Mike wins the award for returning the favour. Stability return. Absolutely. Henry, thank you very much for your time. Henry Pryor, housing expert. Very sensible housing expert, actually. Very sensible. Probably the most sensible housing expert I think we've ever spoken to on this show. That is true, though. He was very sensible. He was he very did, sensible. He did absolutely talk and a lot of sense. And he also had a sense of humour, which is sadly lacking in a lot of people well, these days. Well, very much so, yeah, absolutely. I mean? And finally, time for a sing-song. Mm. Mike wins the final Perry Award for this week. It's for Best Nursery Rhyme. Paul MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. And on his farm he had some chicks, E-I-E-I-O. There's a badger cull here or, uh, you know, a cull of something else over there. <laughs> Very good. Chickens, wallabies, oh badgers. It's all here, I forgot about the folks. badger cull, yeah. It's, it's all, yeah. Uh, that's all for the awards this week, I think, Very Mike. Good. Um, if you missed the show while he's off next week on holiday, uh, why not check out the podcast, available from all the usual places, mm. and talkradio.co.uk. The 2018 Perrier Awards on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.